Welcome to the Sustaining Creativity Podcast. I'm your host, Mari Riesberg. Over the past several years, I've combined my degrees in acting and somatic psychology to share my sustaining creativity techniques with performers. And now I've decided to share it with a bigger audience that includes you. I believe we are all creative and this podcast is all about that. Over the past few years of hosting this podcast, I have come to realize how challenging it can be to expand someone's understanding of creativity who doesn't believe they are creative or who struggles to see how creativity might support them in their everyday life. Once a month, I will be choosing a topic I find fascinating, interesting, or exciting and combining it with creativity to share with you just how much creativity permeates all aspects of our lives. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about creativity and resilience. So sit back, relax, and let's dive into today's solo episode of Sustaining Creativity Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode. Today, I'm going to be talking about creativity and resilience. Now, you might think, what does creativity have to do with resilience? That is a great question. So let's talk a little bit about it. First, let's talk about what is resilience. Resilience is typically defined as the capacity to recover from difficult life events, or the ability to adapt flexibly to life's challenges. We all face challenges in our lives that can impact us in a major way. The way we deal with those challenges, problems, or major events depends on how resilient we are. Now, having resilience doesn't make you immune to challenges or hardships. You will still experience those moments and feel their impact. Instead, it just makes you better positioned to deal with the highs and lows that life can throw your way, and more focused on bouncing back while keeping your levels of stress lower. People face all kinds of adversity in life. There are personal crises such as illness, loss of a loved one, abuse, bullying, job loss, and financial instability. There is the shared reality of tragic events in the news, such as terrorist attacks, mass shootings, natural disasters, and of course, the COVID-19 pandemic. People have to learn to cope with and work through very challenging life experiences. Resilience theory refers to the ideas surrounding how people are affected by and adapt to things like adversity, change, loss, and risk. Now, being resilient doesn't mean that people don't experience stress, emotional upheaval, or suffering. Some people equate resilience with mental toughness, but demonstrating resilience actually includes working through emotional pain and suffering. Now, resilience isn't a fixed trait. Flexibility, adaptability, and perseverance can help people tap into their resilience by changing certain thoughts and behaviors. Now, I want you to know, resilience is not a trampoline where you're down one minute and up the next. It's more like climbing a mountain without a trail map. It takes time, strength, and help from people around you, and you'll likely experience setbacks along the way. But eventually, you will reach the top of that mountain and look back at how far you've come. 
So developing resilience is both complex and personal. It involves a combination of inner strengths and outer resources, and there isn't a universal formula for becoming more resilient. All people are different. While one person might develop symptoms of depression or anxiety following a traumatic event, another person might not report any symptoms at all. So you might be thinking, where does creativity come into resilience? We know we need to sleep well, eat well, exercise, and maybe meditate. And those habits are certainly useful in cultivating resilience. But there's another way we can cultivate resilience that's often overlooked, which is to boost our creativity. Creativity unlocks inner resources for dealing with stress, for solving problems, and for enjoying life. When we are creative, we are resourceful and we problem solve in new and original ways. Just about every study on resilient people identifies creativity as a key trait, behavior, or disposition. Now, indulging in creativity, it's good for your brain because it stimulates alpha waves, signals in your brain that closely correlate to states of relaxation. Scientists have found that when people are relaxed, they're much more likely to have big aha moments when impossible problems seem to solve themselves. This is why when you're going around and around a problem, the best thing to do is take a walk, play a game, or take a long shower. These activities produce alpha waves in your brain, which help you come back to a solution. Studies show that activities such as drawing, knitting, and journaling raise serotonin levels and decrease anxiety, which are factors that contribute to resilience. So our ability to deal with our problems in a way that makes us feel like the next time they come around, we'll have a better ability to tackle them. Now the practice of creativity and art being used as a tool for coping is nothing new. Hospital patients have been encouraged to engage in writing, drawing, singing, photography, poetry, and performing throughout their recovery for many years now, and this is all for good reason. Creativity engages positive emotions that can unlock our inner resources for dealing with stress and uncertainty. Positive emotions broaden our mindset by encouraging us to try new things or look at situations from a different perspective. In turn, these positive emotions and experiences build on one another in a feedback loop that drives greater contentment and, of course, resilience. Now, resilience is built through ordinary, everyday actions, not extraordinary innovations. Resilience is looking at a problem, whether that is how you socialize during the lockdown or make your work more impactful amidst, amidst a pandemic and thinking creatively about the many possible solutions rather than fixating on the worst case scenario. Some anthropologists believe that creativity is the primary reason for our exceptional adaptability. Now, a combination of factors contribute to, be, to building resilience, and there isn't a simple to-do list to work through adversity. While individuals process trauma and adversity in different ways, there are certain protective factors that help build resilience by improving coping skills and adaptability. These factors include a social support network, 
Research published in 2015 in the Journal of Ecology and Society showed that social systems that provide support in times of crisis or trauma support resilience to the individual. So social support can include immediate extended family, community, friends, and organizations. Another factor is realistic planning. The ability to make and carry out realistic plans helps individuals play to their strengths and focus on achievable goals. Self-esteem. A positive sense of self and confidence in one's strengths can stave off feelings of helplessness when confronted by adversity. Coping skills. Coping and problem-solving skills help empower a person who has to work through adversity and overcome hardship. Communication skills. Being able to communicate clearly and effectively helps people seek support, mobilize resources, and take action. And then you have emotional regulation. The capacity to manage potentially overwhelming emotions or seek assistance to work through them helps people maintain focus when overcoming a challenge. So how do we build and cultivate resilience? We tend to think of resilience as an innate characteristic that some of us are simply more capable of managing stress or handling tough situations than others. But as research suggests, that may not be the case. Resilience can also be a skill to be developed, a muscle to be flexed. Resilience takes practice. Does any of this sound familiar? If you've heard me talk about creativity, you'll know all of these aspects I just said about resilience are also aspects of creativity. And just like creativity, the good news about resilience is that resilience can be learned. For example, people can build social support networks or learn to reframe negative thoughts. Learning to be resilient doesn't mean figuring out how to grin and bear it or to simply get over it. It's not about learning to avoid obstacles or resisting change. Building resilience is a process by which people utilize flexibility to reframe thought patterns and learn to tap into a strengths-based approach to working through obstacles. It's helpful to think of resilience as a process. Here are a few steps that can help build resilience over time. The first step is to develop self-awareness. Understanding how you typically respond to stress and adversity is the first step toward learning more adaptive strategies. Self-awareness also includes understanding your strengths and knowing your weaknesses. The next step is to build self-regulation skills. Remaining focused in the face of stress and adversity is important, but not easy. Stress reduction techniques such as guided imagery, breathing exercises, and mindfulness training can help individuals regulate their emotions, thoughts, and behaviors. Now, we also all need to learn coping skills. There are many coping skills that can help in dealing with stressful and challenging situations. Some of them may sound familiar as ways to also spark and boost your creativity. These coping skills can include journaling, reframing thoughts, exercising, spending time outside, socializing, improving our sleep, and tapping into creative outlets. Another step is to increase optimism. People who are more optimistic tend to feel more in control of their outcomes. We also want to strengthen our connections. Support systems play a vital role in resilience. And the last step 
is to know your strengths. People feel more capable and confident when they can identify and draw on their talents and strengths. Now, I do want to add, resilience is not a permanent state. A person may feel equipped to manage one stressor and overwhelmed by another. Remember the factors that build resilience and try to apply them when dealing with adversity. Now also, the good news is that if you're not a naturally resilient person, you can learn to develop a resilient mindset and attitude. To do so, here are a few things you can incorporate into your daily life. Learning to relax. When you take care of your mind and body, you're better able to cope effectively with challenges in your life. Practicing thought awareness. Resilient people don't let negative thoughts derail their efforts. Instead, they consistently practice awareness of their thoughts. Learning from our mistakes and failures. Every mistake has the power to teach us something important. So look for the lesson in every situation. Choose your response. Remember, we all experience bad days and we all go through our share of crises, but we have a choice in how we respond. We can choose to react with panic, or we can choose to remain calm and logical to take control and find a solution. Maintaining a perspective. Resilient people understand that although a situation or crisis may seem overwhelming in the moment, it may not make that much of an impact over the long term. Set yourself some goals. Learn to set small achievable goals that can help you learn from your experiences. Build your self-confidence. Remember, resilient people are confident that they're going to succeed eventually despite the setbacks or stresses that they might be facing. Develop strong relationships. People who have strong connections at work are more resistant to stress and they're happier in their role. This goes for your personal life too. The more real friendships you develop, the more resilient you're going to be because you have a strong support network to fall back on when you need extra support. And finally, be flexible. Resilient people understand that things change and that carefully made plans may occasionally need to be amended or completely scrapped. So the fact that resilience can be cultivated through our everyday actions can give us hope. You can approach your inevitable challenges in work and in life with a more creative outlook marked by curiosity, experimentation, and even gratitude. Doing so can open your mind to reimagine what is possible so that you can direct your growth in this time to build the future you want for yourself and those around you. Thank you so much for joining me for this solo episode. I love getting the opportunity to share with you how creativity connects to other areas in our lives and how creativity can support transformation and growth. Creativity is a mindset and anything we do can be creative. listening to the Sustaining Creativity Podcast. We'd love to keep in touch, so follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We are at Sustaining Creativity. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Tag your friends and family so they can listen too. We love to hear from you, so leave your reviews, comments, and questions. Check out our website, sustainingcreativity.com, for upcoming offerings and creativity coaching. Tune in Tuesdays for our next episode. And remember, with creativity, anything's possible.